Keep doing what you gotta do. Keep going, baby. It's uh, three for three. You got to have the thoughts, 
You know, you got to have the feelings and you got to have the action. You know, a lot of people just lock in with the thoughts and and, the, and maybe some of the feelings. You know, you do the affirmations and you feel good and you feel like you got it going on, but then you just sit there on the sofa and you don't put the action in. We talk about all three. Uh, some people just put the action in. Man, I'm just going to work, 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 work. But your thoughts are not there and your feelings are not there, and it's hard for that to happen in your life. got to go three for three, folks. That's what we emphasize on this call. Man, you know what? This stuff is going to be on um, on um, social media for a long time. I mean, on these podcasts for a long because once you know now everything that's recorded is saved. I don't care what you say. I don't care if it's on a phone call or something. It's saved somewhere. So somebody's going to be able to listen to this twenty years from now, thirty years from now, forty years from now. Uh, you know, we'll all be gone from this earth, but it'll be somebody listening in saying. Man, I can use that information. You know how we go back and listen to uh, older stuff that we've heard, you know, and, uh, man, you know, like I listen to a lot of old stuff on YouTube, and, you know, YouTube is, man, that's some powerful stuff. And I promise you a lot of this stuff is going to be out there. And whether you use it and take advantage of it, somebody will. And uh, I'm telling you, that's why that's why I like to get up and talk about this stuff every month because I'm taking advantage of it myself every time I talk about it. And I thank God that, you know, some of you guys are on here every morning to hear it. So, all right, so uh, we also have a replay number, 712. I said so how many times? About five times. So, uh, uh, so, uh, so, uh, so. <laughs> you know, when you have a replay, you go back and hear all that stuff. But you, it was so crazy is that the person that's speaking is the one that concerns themselves more with it because a lot of y'all didn't hear that. But, you know, I, it's like somebody looking in the mirror at themselves. They're going to see more than anybody else. But I just heard so five times, you know, so, uh, so, uh, so. <laughs> so I got to stop that. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we go again. <laughs> this soul thing, man, I, I, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. Every time somebody hear me say so, Y'all got to text me, and I'm going I'm to I'm donate $5 to somebody. I don't know who. Not to you who text me, but to somebody, to a charity or something, until I stop saying so. So, 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 so. But, you know, I get, well, I don't know if I'm going to stop saying it, but I'm not going to say it in, in, a, in a row like that. <laughs> all right. Let's go with all right. Replay number, 712-432-1085, 712 712- Four three two ten eighty five and the same pin code seven eight three three five seven pound. You can go back and listen to the replay right after the call, and it'll be up until in the morning, like nine o'clock. We got our book club call in the morning, and so the book club call would go up right after that. And the book that we're reading is the Four Agreements. The Four Agreements, man, that's an excellent book. Excellent, excellent book. If y'all got any points from that book, text me. Anything you want to talk about? I already got one person, I think. It ain't, it ain't, it's really just two people always send me something. That's Dr. Nicole and LaVonda, I think. Did anybody else send me something? Maybe somebody else, but. All right. Uh, let's get started this morning. We're going with a new law. So let's recap right quick. The new law uh, is the law of forgiveness. Ooh, the law of forgiveness. That's the new law. But the laws that we've gone over so far is 
the law of sacrifice, the law of compensation, the law of attraction, the law of increase, the law of thinking, and we did uh, we just finished the law of giving and receiving, and now we're doing the law of forgiveness. Mm. Y'all ready for that? Y'all ready for the law of forgiveness? I don't forgive nobody. But you want people to forgive you, right? Then that <laughs> well, that's different. I still don't want to forgive nobody. Well, we're gonna talk about it because that's a real. That's one of the real spiritual laws. It got so deep. I was looking at it this morning. I said, I "Can't I can't read? That. I can't go through that right there because that's too deep for you." I had to pass the plate, dude. Y'all don't want me to pass the plate, do you? All right, let's get started. He always had a job, so he always worked, man. He just worked, worked, worked. 
But you know that thought part and that uh, um, feelings. You know, I, I, you know, and what's what's so insane about this is he literally didn't know about that. Not to say that he probably would have implemented, but he might have. But you know, you, you didn't know he didn't know about it. My mom didn't know about it. So nobody knew about the thought, feelings, and actions, you know, things that you should implement, how you should think. Nobody talked about that. I mean, nobody – that was not in the school system. So where else were you getting this information? Uh, I know they wouldn't really read any books because on our bookshelf, we, all we had was the, uh, the those encyclopedias, you know, them brown encyclopedias. I can't think of the name of it. It's not Britannica, but it was another name. Uh, so we had those books. We had the Bible, a big old. Bible. I mean, that thing was huge um, on the bookshelf. That was it. So, so he wasn't getting that information. Um, and, you know, I hate it because maybe uh, he probably would have implemented it. A lot of us would have implemented it. A lot of stuff that we had known that it was there. But you got to remember now, we weren't so far away from, he wasn't so far away from, uh, even slavery, you know, what I'm sorry, you're talking about maybe 20, about maybe, uh, not slavery, but yeah, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, well, his grandfather, his great grandfather was a slave, his great grandfather, so I, uh, I could say maybe 60, 70 years away, but, but even from reading, just reading, allowing us to read was, uh, I want to say, somebody looked that up. When was, when was that actually to where it was okay for, African Americans to read. That's that was you know because remember at one point they were locking people up if you got for that. I mean if you were teaching that and they lock you up literally just I mean you were lucky if you got locked up. Put it that way. I'm talking about the people that was teaching uh, African Americans to read because you probably got killed. I mean the law said we'll lock you up. But some of those guys didn't stand for it. They like if they caught you trying to teach a slave or, or, or a black person how to read. Oh no, you 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 it was, you had to pay the ultimate price for that because they felt like you were uh, a traitor. They felt like you were um, yeah a, a serious traitor. So, but that information was not taught. You know, what I'm saying so he didn't know all he do all he knew was to go to work, 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 and that's all I saw. Uh, with that, and I think about other people in our neighborhood. They just, you know, it was it was a trophy to say you got to. And he was the guy who got everybody else to part time jobs. You know, they would call him, and he would hook them up. He'd make the phone call, and you know, this teacher here would get a part time job in that one. So working was not a problem, and I guess I got a lot of that too from him. I guess if I look at it and think about it. Um, but I thank God that I started reading. I thank God that you know this stuff was that I actually, you know, took it in and listened to somebody because I could have ignored it. You know, when I first started hearing about books and mindset, and I could have ignored Earl Nightingale. I could have ignored all that stuff and went on with my life. Um, man, I can imagine what, what would I be, what would, what would be happening now with me. I can imagine what, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. I don't even want to think about it though. All right. So, the law of forgiveness. Law of forgiveness. Let's talk about that. So, 
The law of forgiveness states we cannot be forgiven until we forgive others. As, as long as we harbor negative thoughts of anger, judgment, hatred, and intolerance against others, we cannot be happy simply because while we harbor those feelings, we feel the results of them. See, that's why when you, even if you're not, even if you're not, um, even if you're not a, feel like a person should forgive you or you got, or you feel like they had done you wrong or something, you still, if, if you're out here harboring thoughts of people, or even jealousy, uh, anger, uh, you know, I don't like this person, I can't stand this person, can't talk to this person, you know, all it does is, affects us more than them because we're, we're we're having those thoughts in our head they're they're living rent free in our head and it's just affecting us i don't care what you say tony i can't stand that person i ain't gonna do well that, that you know you feel good by saying that but that does not help the situation when you have problems with other people that's why i say we got to work on ourselves to where uh when we work on ourselves that you know, we got a better chance of winning. Okay, somebody texted me, 1831, there were few restrictions on teaching slaves to read and write. After the slave revolt, led by Nat Turner, all slave uh, states except Maryland, Kentucky, and Tennessee passed laws against teaching slaves to read and write. All right, so that means that it probably was a carryover all the way to the early 1900s, because if you say... You know, even the ones that when they said slaves were free, free to do what? You didn't have any land, you didn't have anything, so you wind up pretty much being a slave working for somebody where you say you're not a slave, but you did. So those things probably carried over anyway uh, to the early 1900s. Wow. But, yeah, when you have a thoughts of, of negativity on people, you think you think it is not affecting you. Oh, yes, yes, it is. They talk about, you know, doctors talk about a lot that uh, cancer comes from that. They they study a lot of people who have cancer, and what they said is that a lot of negative thoughts have been harboring in their mind for years. See, when they, when they study the body and they look at cancer, not only do they look at, you know, where it came from, but they also look at the possibilities of why things should happen. Why, no, what was in common with a lot of people with cancer? Because it was other things eating at them. Mad at people, hateful, just, you know, just, I can't stand this fucking, that stuff was eating at them. So it ain't what you, it ain't all what you feed, it ain't just feeding your body, it's feeding your mind too. That's why you listen to, uh, i got to get a doctor name. What's the name? Is it Tifton? Is it Tifton? The one I just posted in the, in the elite section. Uh, let me see. What's his name? Yeah, i got to help me out. Let me see. Doctor, because i got to start saying his name. Um, I think it's Tifton. Is it not? Let's see. Somebody help me. What in the world is that? I can't be it. Um, let's see here. Okay. Bruce Lipton, not Tipton. <laughs> Dr. Lipton. <laughs> Lipton T. Um, 
But he talks about, um, and I just went blank. What was he talking about? The thoughts that we harbor in our minds. Uh, the thoughts that we harbor in our minds. It was a little, he went in more detail about it, but I'm, I just went blank trying to find it. <laughs> so, but the thoughts that we harbor in our mind is stuff that we hold on. He eats at us. It eats at us. That's why you see people just just mad all the time. And, you know, I'm telling you, if you look at statistics, it'll show at some point, not to say everybody, you know, but a lot of people uh, come down with cancer from that because it's your thought process. Your your thoughts are so powerful. They studied that. It's like what's in common with these people besides, you know, their eating habits and things of that sort. Because that's what Tipton talks about, Lipton talks about also that, um, when we talk about hereditary, you know, some people say, well, you know, it's hereditary in my family that we get high blood pressure. It's hereditary in my family that we get diabetes. It's hereditary in my family that, and like you talked about, it could be hereditary, but the only thing that's hereditary about it is what he talks about, is that we copy what people do. Because he said that, you know, growing up, there's so many laws and things that we need to understand uh, as a child, there's no way possible that we can take in all the information. So what we do is watch people. And for the first seven years, we're watching our mother, we're watching our father, we're watching anybody in the house do it, whatever they do, and we copy from that. That's how we learn. That's how we learn so many things about, because there's so many things that you got to learn about everything, being in the kitchen, being in the bedroom, being in the bathroom, all that kind of stuff. You watch your parents or whoever, your, your your mother or your father or both, you know, and you copy that because that's what you're recording. And the same thing also, guess what we copy? The eating habits. So when you got somebody that that has diabetes or that has, you know, whatever, high blood pressure, a lot of stuff goes with what we eat. So what makes it hereditary is that we copy the exact thing they eat. Now, if we change that, we could change our life. But most folks don't do it. We copy and we look at what we see our first seven years, we record it in our mind, and we wind up doing that and never change because we say that's just who we are. You know, that's it. That's just who we are. So, you know, when you look at something, you know, you say, you know, uh, I mean, think about it. Like I just said about my dad. He was a workaholic. I copied that. Even at that age, a young age, I knew he was going somewhere to do a part-time job. I didn't know what it was, but I just knew he was working. I remember high school football. I mean, my dad and mom rarely came. My dad would come. He probably made... Uh, if we had ten games in the season, he probably made three or four games. My mom, she was at home. She didn't, and I know some of y'all parents are like I got to be at the game for my kids. I, I, look, I'm not telling you have to be there or not. I'm just telling you I still love my mother and father whether they was there or not. I knew my dad had to be at work. Now my mom was just she just didn't want to go out to the game. <laughs> she asked me about what happened. Um. But back to the law of forgiveness, when he says you can, you know, that thoughts of anger, judgment, hatred, and tolerance against others, we cannot be happy uh, holding those things in and then talking to people about folks. To be happy and free, we have to give up all the unforgiving thoughts. Jesus taught us that this law above all others and put it prominently, prominently in the Lord's Prayer, 
not once but twice, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. He knew that all our problems came from our judgments of others and their behavior. So what about this person? And why they ain't like that? And why they act like that? I can't stand that person there, boy. I just, whoo. <laughs> he knew that our problems came from our judgments of others and our behavior. I ain't judging them. That's just how they act. That's how they act. If they act like that, well, why are you concerning yourself with that? The subconscious mind listens to all our thoughts, and it cannot separate the thoughts we think about others from the thoughts we we think about others. Dang, let me say that right. I mean, this is interesting. The subconscious mind listens to all our thoughts, and it cannot separate the thoughts we think about others from the thoughts we think about others. The thoughts we think about others? Hmm. Thoughts. Thoughts are thoughts for the subconscious, and all are, are, are responded to equally. It would be nice, perhaps, if we could somehow tell deeper mind, tell the deeper mind that for the next 15 minutes we were going to be cursing and hating someone else, someone completely separate from us. If we could tell our mind that, it would be cool. Next 15 minutes we're going to be cursing and hating someone else, someone completely separate from us that while we're doing it, to take it absolutely no notice of anything we say or do during that time. So we're going to tell the subconscious mind, for the next 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I'm about to hate on somebody, go off on them, don't take it in. He says, then we could set a time or spend those 15 minutes as we like, reverting back to positive talk when the alarm went off. But that's not how the mind works, unfortunately. Mind is always responding to feelings and anger is anger. So we can't, you know, tell the mind, look, don't listen to this right now, subconscious mind. Don't listen to this right now because this ain't real. Don't listen to this. Don't listen to this. Now listen to this. No, you can't. Everything that we say and do, that's why I say we've been speaking affirmations all our life. Folks say, I don't do affirmations. No, what you're saying is you don't you don't read positive affirmations from a sheet of paper or from a book or something. That's what you need to say. I do not read positive affirmations from a sheet of paper or a book because you speak affirmations. Every word you open since you came out the womb is an affirmation. Whatever comes out of your lips. You know, when you say, I'm broke, I'm busting up, that's affirmations that you speak in every day. So you can't say you don't speak affirmations. No, you don't speak positive affirmations that are written down or something that's coming out of a book. Because you speak affirmations. You know, I hate him and, you know, this and that and, you know, all that. All those are affirmations, everything coming out of our mouth. You can't stop the mind from thinking. I'm just talking right now. You know, don't 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 take this in because it takes in everything, and the feelings create chemical reactions, and then negative hormones flood throughout your body, and every cell of your body is being bathed in hormones, and will make you sick and get old. Make you sick and get old. Forgiveness is not about the other person's forgiveness; is for you. So it ain't about telling somebody else you forget. The forgiveness is for you, so you can get that out of your mind. Because it can heal you. You may feel justified in holding on to the unforgiveness against others to feel you have every right to hold on to the anger 
But you must ask, who am I hurting when I hold on to this anger and unforgiveness? Who am I hurting? I mean, it clearly says here that it's affecting us because your subconscious can't take that in as if it's somebody else. The subconscious takes it in as a you. You can't tell the subconscious, now look, I'm not talking about me, this, I'm talking about Frank. No, it doesn't do that. So you holding unforgiveness, hating on somebody and all that, it, 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 your subconscious looks at it as if it's you. Well, Tony, I just can't help it because I don't like that. Per- okay, you just keep damaging, you, you stabbing yourself with a knife. He says, who am I hurting when I hold to this anger and unforgiveness? You know the answer is you. That person or those people may may have hurt you in the past, but holding on to the unforgiveness means that you carry on hurting you. Every time you relive that event, every time you feel this person did you wrong, every time you hate on that person, every time you, I can't stand that person, that's like a live event, and that's real feelings to the subconscious. And the subconscious ain't not, they they looking at, that's you. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Now, people, a lot of y'all don't even understand this has a lot to do with you and your success in life, in your business or whatever projects you're doing. Because like attracts like. And you holding on to stuff is just not, you don't, Whatever you holding on to is that what you that's what you're gonna attract. It's not about the other person. It's about you. The law of forgiveness. The word forgive is two syllable word, for and give. And when you forgive, it simply means that you give up being angry and intolerant and you replace it for something new. Perhaps peace and harmony. You give up judgment and hatred, and you replace it for something else. Well, Tony, I ain't giving that up, because that person should know better. That person shouldn't act like that. That person should have been trained in their household. That person should have been, yeah, they should have. All that stuff should have, but they, they're not. And you still hurting you. You still stabbing yourself with a knife. <laughs> you, you stab yourself. That person should have known better. Boom, you stab yourself again. That person, you, <laughs> that person not even feeling the knife. They don't even, that's you stabbing yourself. Mm. I mean, you're giving up peace, you're giving up harmony by doing that. But if you give that stuff up and say, I'm not going, I'm not going to, do that. I'm not going to go through that. I'm not going to hold this in my head. Then you're free. He says, do you see that? It's not that the law of forgiveness is vindictive or spiteful or wants to hold something against you. It's just that all the while you hold on to unforgiveness, you cannot be forgiving yourself. The universe slash God is not trying to punish you. You are doing it to yourself. If you find it difficult to forgive or you feel fully justified or entitled by the, the grief acts yourself, would I rather be right or happy? Would you rather be right 
carry on doing what you're doing and hold on to the unforgiving thoughts. But if you'd rather be happy, you have to let them go. Forgiving clear karmic debt. When you truly forgive others, you feel free. But Tony, I ain't there yet. I can't be there now. Okay. Just disregard all this that's being said. Disregard because you, you, you know you know better than this, and you just disregard everything. Forget it, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can't do that, Tony. Just say, this person here, just, they, they just ain't. Again, you're still doing it to you. You're not doing it to them. So what about you, the person? You're doing it to you. You're doing it to you. You cannot be forgiven when you feel true and genuine remorse to the transgressions you made. When you know in your heart that you have changed and you can truly say that the new you would be always faithful, honest, and kind, you are forgiven. Then as long as you do what Jesus told those to be healed to do, go and sin no more, the lesson is learned and the karmic debt is wiped out. <clears throat> the karmic, that's why people are like, why you ain't mad at that? I don't, man, please. You just, you just a wimp. You just weak. You can't have the. No, I'm not. I'm strong. You the one weak because you mad at somebody holding the thing. Oh, I'm strong. I done moved on. That thing is in your head. You let them do that to you. Do what? They did it to themselves, and they still doing it to themselves right now. <laughs> you sitting over there angry and mad. That mofo, I never, that, that mofo, I don't know. And your, and your subconscious is like, yeah, that mofo, I never, you know. <laughs> your subconscious is like, whatever you say, your subconscious is your best buddy in, in the alley because it, it'll, it'll get behind you. It's going to fight with every word you say. It's going to fight on your side. It's like that little dude in the back. Yeah, tell him. <laughs> tell him, Tom, tell him. <laughs> That's right. We bad. We mad at them. We hate them. We hate they cheaters. They getting over. We hate all them. We yeah. We mad. We mad. That's how we walk in the room. Yeah, that's right. We mad. <laughs> okay. All right, folks. That's it. That's all she wrote. The pen and the pencil broke for the day. So that's the law of forgiveness. And we did one in uh uh in one call. So we'll be doing another one on. Uh, one call is that's all it took. We'll be doing another one on Monday. We got some more laws that we're gonna go over. Um but until then oh shoot, I forgot something. Oh well, I keep forgetting this. Hold on a second, hold on a second. But I'm good with this now. I'm good with my I'm good with this. I'm not gonna panic. Hold on a second, hold on a second. What I do what I do. Where where is it? Where is it? Here it is. Watch this. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Not gonna panic. Boom, boom. Go back to here. Let's load it up. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, computer. Go, let's go. <clears throat> All right, come to the movie. Uh, you got to tell me the name of the movie. And 
Uh, that's it. That's all I need to know the name of the movie. This is one of my favorite movies here, too. Some of y'all probably say, I ain't never even seen that movie. I don't know nothing about that movie. All right, here we go. Let me ask you something, Jack. When did you start thinking you were better than me? Huh? You still there, Ace? Okay. Nicely done. Nicely done. Now let's talk about this. Okay, let's see. How'd you put it? Deal with it? It's over? No, no, no. I don't think so. You want me to list the ways I can burn you? We either work this out right now or I will take you down. Oh, yeah? How? My shop, my tools, they're gone. Me, my friend, I'm just a tax-paying jazz club owner. You, every cop in the city is going to be looking for you right about now. So if I were you, I couldn't make a threat to hit the road. Nice work with you, Ace. Okay, bye-bye. Wow, I thought somebody would grab the preacher, man. You don't know that one? Yeah. I'm going to do y'all a favor one more time. Let me ask you something, Jack. When did you start thinking you were better than me? Huh? You still there, Ace? Okay. Nicely done. Nicely done. Now let's talk about this. Okay, let's see. How'd you put it? Deal with it? It's over? No, no, no. I don't think so. You want me to list the ways I can burn you? We either work this out right now or I will take you down. Oh, yeah? How? My shop, my tools, they're gone. Me, my friend, I'm just a tax-paying jazz club owner. You, every cop in the city is going to be looking for you right about now. So if I were you, I couldn't make a threat to hit the road. Nice work with All right. So we got Casino by Kimberly. No. We have Carlito Way by Royce. No. Can't believe I don't know this one. All right, so the answer is, nobody gets that one. It's called The Score. Robert De Niro was a thief in Canada, and and uh, what was my man's name that was talking just then? God, I can't think of his name. I don't want to give away the movie, though. If y'all hadn't seen The Score, y'all hadn't seen The Score. That's probably one of the best movies. Uh, Kim, you hadn't seen The Score? Ross, you hadn't seen The Score? That's a classic movie. I think uh, who was in it also? What's the guy who played the original Godfather? Um, uh, he was in it, <laughs> the original Godfather. And also uh, the guy that was talking there, that's the, uh, that's my man who, um, uh, wow. Y'all need to see that. That would be worth watching the score. But uh, Ed Hort, Ed Norton, Ed Norton, that was Ed Norton, and uh, Ed Norton and Robert De Niro. And uh, and and the guy, what's the guy named the original Godfather, you know, with the big jaws? Marlon Brando, there we go. It was Marlon Brando, Robert De Niro, and Ed Norton. Classic. I mean, that was a classic movie. That was... Uh, so, all right, y'all missed out on that. <laughs> kind of like that. I kind of like when y'all miss out on stuff like that. I can keep my money in my pocket, <laughs> even though I like to give, but I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather keep it in my pocket, folks. 
right, so we out of here. We'll be in the book club in the morning at, uh, what time in the morning? At 8 o'clock Eastern, we'll be there. Don't be afraid to look up, look up in the sky. In the sky. Don't be afraid to look, look up in the sky. Don't be afraid to look up in the sky. Don't be afraid to look up in the sky. Check it. Don't be afraid.